Well, welcome to See Here Love on this very special Thanksgiving show. And we are on location in the courtyard of Tyndale University College and Seminary, the campus in Toronto. And it's a beautiful campus. And I'm joined by my co-hosts, Cheryl, Lisa, and Joanna. Welcome. Yeah, thank yes. you for having us. So good to be here. And we have a special live student audience with us as well. Thanks for coming, you guys. I love the energy that they bring. Mm -hmm. It's so great. And we have a very special guest and friend with us, Danielle Strickland. Welcome. Hey, good to be here. I'm going to gush a little bit about Danielle because you've done some pretty amazing things um, over the last little while. You've led churches, started training schools, established justice departments all around the world. You have a deep calling to empower people. And she's the author of, get this, a couple books, The Liberating Truth, A Beautiful Mess, The Ultimate Exodus, and most recently, The Zombie Gospel. And I can't wait to read that one. Um, you are, wow, you have co-founded so many organizations, Brave Global, Amplify Peace, and the Women Speakers Collective, and you're committed to see people, neighborhoods, and the world transform. Welcome. Thanks. Wow. You're perfect for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. um, because I think there's a lot to be thankful for in your own life and what you do and, and the things that you've seen. But mm -hmm. let's start off first with all of us. What does Thanksgiving mean to you? What does it mean to be thankful? What are your thoughts about that? To be thankful and what this, this day means. Lisa. For me, it's um, having an honest recognition of who we are as people and all the things that we have. And for me, Thanksgiving, a truly thankful person is aware of the opportunities that we have. And by opportunity, I mean opportunity to know God, opportunity to worship, opportunity to have friends and family, opportunity of education, opportunity to be blessed and be a blessing to others. And so the older I get, the more conceptual it's becoming and more relational rather than thankful for money, for clothes, for the, it's becoming more conceptual for me as I get older, mm. so. That's good. Mm. Joanna, what about you? Yeah, I think it's an awareness of all that we have been given. Mm -hmm. That we have, we come with nothing, mm -hmm. and then everything else is added upon it. Mm -hmm. And so there is so much to add on that list of things to be thankful for. Yeah. And amazing things that we did nothing to deserve, and yet here they are. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Cheryl, what about you? Yeah, it's it's just the fact that uh, in my flaws, in my mistakes, in my ups and downs, God's still giving and blessing and healing and restoring. And uh, I, I stand amazed at his amazing mercy towards us. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving is really about just understanding that I live in grace. Yeah. yeah. Danielle? Yeah, you know, interestingly enough, uh, St. Ignatius uh, says that gratitude is the chief of all virtues mm -hmm. because it's the way we recognize every other. Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting, so for me, gratitude or thankfulness is a doorway into even recognizing the recognition that there's a God that mm -hmm. I'm made in uh, a sacred way and that everything, like we've said, is gift uh, in my life. So it opens a doorway to viewing the world and experiencing God and um, experiencing life in a, in a whole different dimension. And yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I think about Thanksgiving, you know, you immediately think of the relationships, you know, thankful for my family and my, and my parents. And then I think just, you know, as, as a young woman in a country like Canada, you know, this country and its people have offered me great opportunity yeah. and hospitality and kindness. You know, I came over when I was 13 uh, for the first time to Canada and I had no idea what this country and its people would offer. Wow. And now I sit here now looking back and go, wow. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the diversity, uh, the understanding of, as a young woman, my giftings and people looking at it, men and women saying, you need to speak 
and you need to communicate and, and helping me along. So I'm very thankful mm -hmm. um, actually for this country and I'm actually thankful so much for the community that saw that little thing in me when I didn't and and kind of like boosted me up. Mm -hmm. So that when I think about that, I'm always very thankful mm -hmm. for people. And it sounds like it's, it is about people for a lot of us, right? About relationships that we're, we're so thankful for. When we think about that, you know, what does that mean? What does that look like in our own lives? How do we, you know, what kind of posture, how do we act out our gratitude and thankfulness to God for what he has provided or given mm -hmm. to us? For me, um, there's this question that's been resonating in my heart for the last couple of years, and it's the way I would phrase it to myself is, dare I deny to others what I demand for myself? And that, to me, is like, let's go back to the story of the unmerciful servant who receives such great forgiveness and just forgets it all. He's ungrateful, and then he withholds it. And you look at the world around us, especially in this day and age when it's, you're aware now, and how dare we deny to our neighbor here in Canada, our next door neighbor, or to our neighbors abroad, what we demand for ourselves here. And that, when I ask that to myself, whether it's somebody cutting me off in traffic, I'm just about, you're like, okay, wait, I've done that too. And it just, I, I'm trying to allow that to percolate into every area of my life and my thinking and how I speak and how I use my money and how I am gracious in traffic or everything. I hope that how we carry ourselves, how I carry myself is reflective of that question that is really itching me these days, yeah. What about you, Cheryl? Um, you know, I just, I forever carry that card of the past that I, you know, I know where I came from. Mm -hmm. And having that sense of knowing your past and your history and all the darkness and the mess and the uck, um, I just, I, I carry this heart of gratitude all the time. And I feel like that leper, that, that one leper mm -hmm. that came back and was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, you know, the Lord just said, just, just tell others what, what of the goodness of God, of what God's done. And I think gratitude for me is living a life of service. You know, um, showing my thankfulness by living for him, yeah. you know, in a way that that brings others to him as well. Danielle, thoughts? I feel like uh, gratitude is a weapon in a world that's um, bombarded by cynicism and ingratitude. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't really realize this in even in my own life, but I had this deep sense of um, dissatisfaction. Uh, me and Mick Jagger. <laughs> We can't get none. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, so, you got to translate that yeah. for people. I, like, I can't, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't get no that. satisfaction, <laughs> but I try and I try, I try. Yeah. but I can't get no. And no, no, no. No, no. Right. All right. All okay. right. And, but you know how, um, like in today's world, like back, you know, back a, a few decades, even uh, the commercialization of the world, like advertisers would advertise a product that you needed yeah. so that you would buy the product. But now they're not advertising a product. Like sometimes you watch a commercial, you're like, what was that? Like what was that for? Because what um, the commercial industry has understood through billions of dollars of research is that to make really good consumers, you don't actually need someone to just buy one product. You need people to feel dissatisfied with what they have. And so it, they cultivate like billions of dollars, like a fat, like hundreds of millions of images that you're seeing every day in our current society are teaching you and training you to be dissatisfied with what you have. So for me, gratitude has gone from like just a nice idea right. to an actual survival mechanism for people who want to live differently in this current world. If you pay attention to the current underneath your behavior, yeah. as, you, as we go through this culture, mm -hmm. 
you'll feel you're dissatisfied with your church. It's not good enough. You're dissatisfied with your phone. It's not the latest mm -hmm. one because there's a new one just mm -hmm. out like you know recently. So and then there you know there's there's this dissatisfaction with relationships because you see a TV show where a husband's way better and you you know and on and on this goes and you feel this like deep dissatisfaction which I think is at the heart of like a lot of problems in our society. So I feel like gratitude for me is like a weapon that I wield, so I practice it. I learn that it exists. I learn to wield it well. I learn to use it as a way to combat that deep uh, sort of foreboding sense of, of dissatisfaction in my life. That's good. I, I, I think that, because there's been talked to about contentment, like being content, where again, society's created a discontentment. Yes. Again, that's sort of that dissatisfaction of that I'm okay or I have what I need. Right. And it's. It's, it's scary, actually, when you say that, you kind of, you're like, I've gotten sucked into that. Because yes. I've looked and go, yeah, I don't have that. And because of that, then I don't feel good enough about myself, which is really scary in itself as well. Yeah. Right, so gratitude is the weapon to wield contentment. And contentment is the answer to the dissatisfaction that's at, like raging yeah. in our culture, right? So when I yeah. feel like for me, there was a real, probably about 10 years ago, there was a shift where I started understanding gratitude as a spiritual practice mm. that would help me survive the onslaught wow. of a culture that is perpetually like needing more. Never enough. Yeah. 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 Well, it's yeah. like millennials. Yeah. What is said about us, entitled, is like one of the big headlines over our generation. We're entitled. It's like, well, where did it come from? Yeah. Like, we're growing up in the most media saturated generation ever. I mean, the next one after Gen Z is even more so. But there's this, like, this being told you deserve more, 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 more. And we're being sold a lifestyle that isn't real. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why our life, like, we don't have it. And I think that, like, a way that, I use as a measuring tool, like how am I doing in my gratitude, is when you're going through the social media feed and you start to feel jealous or judgy mm -hmm. about other people's lives, mm -hmm. it's it's like somehow you've begun this comparison game of they have something that yeah. you don't have. Right. And like it's a it's a it's a temperature gauge I think for a lot of us on how are we doing with this weapon of gratitude. Um, have like, oh, I actually need to get that thing out. Like it's been sitting here and I need to pull it out right yeah. now because I'm realizing that I want what they have. Why don't I have what they have? Oh, judge, judge, yeah. judge, jealous, jealous. I feel like you yes. even need to know it exists. Like I was uh, talking to a young guy and he was saying like, I cannot think of one thing to be grateful for. Huh. Wow. And now he had, a, wow. he had a tough life, you know, yeah. like he had a, it yeah. was a difficult circumstance he was in. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there looking at him like going, for real? Like, for real life, you can't think of one thing? Like yeah. even in a pinch? Like, you know, like you can't. Yeah. And then he's like, I can't think of one thing. And I said, why don't we start with your breath? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, why don't we start with your breath and then like just move down your body? Like yeah. your feet work, that's yeah. awesome. You can yeah. stand on yeah. them. Lots yeah. of people right. can't do that. What about you, your hands? You what about you? You tell me. Not great, yeah. Yeah. Which means you have a, you And know, you can you see me. You can speak. Yeah. You can be heard. You can yeah. be seen, you know? So wow. I just, I think like, I think we don't realize how how much this current culture resists uh, gratitude and thankfulness and that this is actually a newly discovered thing for people mm -hmm. to experience and go, oh, this isn't just like a meal with my family and one time a year where I go, gee, we should be thankful. Yeah, yeah. And even that's kind of like duty bound, right? And everyone yeah, goes around the table and says, what to say the thing? For. Right, yeah. right. So, okay, so Danielle, then how can we, because I'm, I'm imagining our viewers and listeners and our you know, live audience here going, okay, we're hearing you, but how can we start changing 
yeah. that mindset. Because I think everybody's sort of doing an inventory going, yeah, I'm like that. I'm constantly comparing. I'm constantly mm. dissatisfied with my life and I don't see the good. How do we start that change in our in our minds? Yeah, I'm sure people have great ideas. Me, For me, it was an intentional practice of practicing gratitude. So it was a journal where I would make a list. I would start my day. Uh, with gratitude, just with a list of things that I was super thankful for today. And um, and then I would end my day, and I still try to end my day with an, what's called an examen, which is a practice of looking back over your day mm -hmm. and looking for moments of God's presence or God's invitation, whether you got it at the time or whether you see it later and you're like, nuts, that was a total <laughs> invitation and I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. But looking back over and then practicing this idea of like, thanks for being with me in my day. Thanks for where I saw you today. Yeah. Thanks for grace today. Thanks for relationships mm -hmm. today. Yeah. And cultivating that morning and, and night really um, kind of encapsulating my day in a spirit of uh, thankfulness. That's good. Cheryl, what about you? What do you, what do, you do to cultivate um, this? I, I wake gratitude. up every morning and I thank God for the breath in my body. That's why I really love what you said. I said the fact that I've opened my eyes, taken a breath is, is, is a blessing that someone didn't get somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for that. And then I ask God to change my posture, which I think is change my life. God, help me to see you yeah. in this day. Help me to see you in the world. See your hand at play mm -hmm. with the people I interact because we can miss God, you know, in our looking for stuff. But if we ask God, like, show me your mercy and your grace and your love. I, I just, I can't, I just can't help but see God everywhere. Yeah. And it changes my, the posture of my heart. That's so. good, very practical, thanks. Lisa, what about you? How do you cultivate the gratitude? It's, it's what Cheryl was saying. Sometimes you don't feel thankful and it's a reaction to your circumstance. You feel self-pity, whatever it might be. And in those moments, we know we should be, but we can't, you pray for that heart. Cause my goodness, you don't, there's moments when I don't even want to, pray for the heart to be thankful because that's how petty we can be. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, okay, God, I'm having trouble being thankful for this circumstance, for this situation. Change my heart because right now I can't. I'm actually resisting it. So, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to intervene. And I have found as I'm getting older that life has a way of also teaching gratitude if you're ready to learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, grateful for my parents, you know, everyone in their teenage years, like, oh, I wish they weren't so this and that. And then you get older and you're just, you learn mm -hmm. and you learn and you're willing to learn gratitude. I love how you said it was a practice because sometimes you just don't feel it. So. Yeah. yeah. Good. Joanna, what about you? I mean, to me, it's in the times where I'm giving, I think I feel mm -hmm. most mm -hmm. gracious or gra I feel most gratitude for what has been grace mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. So whether that's literally like I need to, I, you know, when we're thinking about things we don't have, I mean, obviously there's lots of people who have less. So like, what does it look like to practice like giving of our financial wealth for someone else to have something? How do we serve in that way? How do we serve a friend who's in need, mm -hmm. sitting across the table right. at coffee, someone's struggling, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's this idea of as soon as, when we begin it, to make it less about us yeah. mm -hmm. and more about this larger story that we're a part of, yeah. mm -hmm. it, it leads us to be thankful quicker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can, I, can I share with yeah. you a game changer for me? Um, that's amazing, by the way, giving, issuing gratitude, which is the opposite of what we're taught, yeah. right? Fascinating. but. A game changer for me was I, we did a, a mission training school for some young people and we recognized in my own culture how negative our words were. 
Right. Not just uh, to each other or about each other, but I mean, this is where sarcasm comes in and sarcasm breeds cynicism and there's all this. Yeah. And it was so negative that even when I started paying attention to this, a friend of mine has this phrase she uses and she says, words have power. Yeah. Mm. The, the, and we know this, words have the power of life or the power of yeah. death yeah. and how you participate. I feel like gratitude's training your tongue to speak life yeah. Yeah. over yeah. your life yeah. and over yeah. other people's life. Yeah. Yeah. But what we did was we uh, wore elastic bands. It was a behavior modification. I can see what's happening. I here. still do this on occasion when I need to. <laughs> and you wear an elastic band, and whenever you uh, are aware, and this is what this is half the battle is the awareness of what we're saying and doing and participating in. But whenever we would uh, speak negative words, we would just say words have power, and we would ding the elastic band, and it would cause some pain. And we would yeah. we would associate <laughs> yeah. pain with what we were speaking. Yeah. Wow. And it was a game changer in my life around gratitude, I got to tell you, or at, at least using words in a way that would bring life even to myself. So I didn't realize how many times a day I was like, Danielle, <laughs> you're, you're stupid. stupid. You're 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 <laughs> Danielle, suck it yeah. up. Yeah. You know, ding, Danielle, you're like, ding, ding. ding. And yes. you, don't, you don't realize it, but as you're doing that exercise, you're keenly aware that uh, this is a powerful, powerful thing to yeah. practice. And it not only does it change what you're saying, it changes what happens. It literally yeah. is, like St. Ignatius said, a doorway into a different way of, yeah, of living. Good. Yeah, Let's look at the life of Jesus. Like, we always like to bring it back to Jesus and scriptures. But let me ask this. how Before we get into our scripture verse in Lamentations 3, 21 to 25, where did we see Jesus in the scriptures? Um, you know, demonstrating gratitude and thankfulness to his father, to the people he was with. What are what are some of your thoughts about that? Because you always want to look back to the one you follow and say, what did he do, and and how did we learn or you know take his example and then and then and and mimic it and and follow the way of Jesus. I'm thinking right now, and it's actually in John. Um, when Lazarus is dead, John chapter That's 11. That's the same one I have, Lisa. And he thanks him for the whole situation. You're like, mm -hmm. the one you love is dead. Mary and Martha are bitter yeah. against you. There's Jews who want to kill you. Your disciples doubt yeah. everything that's going on. And the, he's grateful because for that moment, um, it's the opportunity. Father, thank, thank you, you for, for hearing me. me. You always hear me, yes. but I said it out loud for the sake of these people mm -hmm. standing here yeah. so that they will believe you sent me. That yeah. was the first thing I, I came to said mind. that too. John 11 41. So he has this opportunity. He thanks the father before everything happens for yeah. hearing him. And then he raises Lazarus from the dead. Mm -hmm. And so there was this, I, I love that picture of Jesus always going to the father and thanking him. I think that's great. He's thanking him for what's going to happen. Mm -hmm which I don't think I always do necessarily. Thank God for the things that are gonna happen, whether good or bad. Um, and I think I love that relationship with you know the son and the father in how he he did that and then he raised Lazarus from the dead and took the opportunity in front of people to be, to be demonstrative in yeah. that too. That's good. Joanna, what about you? Well, it makes me think on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks. This mm -hmm. is my body broken mm -hmm. for you, this is my blood. And it's, it's. Uh, I think, I would propose as I'm hearing you talk that, that we have an opportunity in church when we take communion mm -hmm. or when we're in a small group in a Bible study and we get to break bread together. It's this moment to be thankful for what God has done for us, yeah. his blood, his breath given for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And, and and with bread, it was another verse in John 6, 11. Here's Jesus. He takes the loaves. He gives thanks. And then he feeds 5,000. Like it was just, it's, it, it's a, it's just a great picture of how he sort of operated. You know, here he is. He's got all these needs. He takes the loaves. He thanks God. 
you know, and then he feeds the people that are hungry. And, and I think that was just something for me to remember in my moments in my everyday life to always be in that posture of thanking God. Thank you, God, for this moment. Thank you for what's going to happen. Uh, thank you for how I will hopefully respond in this moment of crisis or challenge. And that kind of conversation, I think, is important as we look at gratitude and a spirit of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Danielle, what, do you, what are your thoughts as far as Jesus and his example? Yeah, I think for me, Jesus, uh, he ex exemplifies a posture of gratitude uh, every time like we said every time he talks to God his father yeah. it's gratitude that exudes out of him people recognize God through his gratitude to be you know even Abba father the term is just like loaded mm -hmm. with thankfulness and intimacy and gratitude but I also think the way that Jesus saw everybody else mm -hmm. is filled with gratitude I think that's always fascinating to me so he sees God that way through this lens of like wow you know God's close, he's tight, he's here, he's answering, he's active, you know, so there's this gratitude infused in, but then he sees other people like mm. through gratitude. Yeah. Like Jesus never sees needy people coming his way and he goes nuts. Oh, needy you know? people. Needy, needy people. Extra grace required people are coming my way. Right. I'm he out sees, of it. He yeah. sees needy people. It's like, and you can kind of almost <laughs> feel in the scriptures, his face lights up. You know, the disciples are like, nuts. Yeah. you know, but yeah. Jesus is like, yeah. like, and he sees oh. even need and desperation yeah. and uncleanliness and like all of these, he sees it as this opportunity, yeah. uh, awesome. which is a posture of gratitude, right? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, wow, what's going happen next or is the kingdom going to come next like look at our opportunity now to like see hmm. kingdom come and I feel like like everything about Jesus exudes gratitude yeah that's amazing so rather yeah. than looking at these opportunities of those moments to be like oh we actually look at them as opportunities for connection and healing and friendship and relationship yeah so that's a reframe right because usually yeah. when somebody isn't EGR and extra grace required or needy you you, you want to shut yeah. it and run away because I, I don't have the time or the energy, the emotional output to give to you. But you're right. Which you is what that. makes gratitude a doorway, yes. right? Into a Good. whole other way yeah. of living. Which I think, Joanna, what you said when you said, uh, when I give yeah. is when I'm most grateful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is like everything else in culture will teach you the exact opposite of that principle. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. if you read the life of Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unless you read the scripture will teach you that when you give, somehow you participate in this generosity of God uh, on the planet and on the earth and the connection yeah. with the, and you feel more grateful than ever before. It's like the weirdest thing. I know. It's yeah. awesome. But it's so neat. Yeah. yeah. Cheryl, your thoughts? Um, I kind of just took it from a different angle. I, I was reminded of the story of the woman with the alabaster box. And uh, in the midst of this fury and anger for what she's doing, Jesus sort of calmed them and there was this moment of just gratitude and appreciation and love for what she was doing. And um, from that I just always draw, sorry, from that I just always draw that God is, uh, he wants our gratitude. It's messy, it's, it's not perfect. It's, it's, uh, it comes with a lot of flaws and a lot of, like, you know, her, she was just considered so low. Yeah. And he was so appreciative and full of gratitude for this act of service. And uh, daily, I think that we need to take the expectations of what does my gratitude look like and just like let it be messy let it be full of flaws and brokenness let it be even in the midst of your sin yeah if you can come out of it and say god you know what you're a great gracious god and you forgive me even in the midst of this i'm gonna thank you like he, he just loves all of it and I what i'm that. hearing like out of everyone's but like i'm reminded just in what you're saying yeah. that it takes time like if if we're sitting here or people are listening in and they're thinking like oh, okay yeah that is an actual that's yeah. a major yeah. area of 
a problem in my yeah. life. Well, it's not going to all happen overnight. That's like, right. It's a muscle that we build yeah. over yeah. time. It's yeah. it's something that we will get better at. It's a language we're going to learn. Yeah. yeah I love it's that. Good. It's like don't sanitize your gratitude yeah. or hallmark it's it. Yeah. It's make it, it real. Yeah. Make yeah. it raw. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. I love raw. that. Yeah. yeah. To kind of conclude up, you know, our thought, I, I want to end with a verse, Danielle, you brought Lamentations 3, 21 to 25. And Lisa's going to read it. But this... This I want to kind of end the show uh, with with this truth and kind of like, you know, encourage people uh, with this, you know, contentment and gratitude. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, if you can read that, Lisa. Yeah, this is Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 21 to 25. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness, his mercies begin afresh each morning. Yeah. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, mm -hmm. therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. Wow, that's mm -hmm. a great verse. Well, what's powerful really about the verse is if you have time at home maybe even to read just a few verses before or the entire yeah. book, mm -hmm. which is a book of lamentations. It's weeping, it's grieving. It's like there's disaster, there's destruction, there's like chaos, there's like pain. And then the author goes, but this I called to mind in the midst of all this. So whatever you're going through in your life, you know, people who are listening to this, like chaos and fear and bitterness and relationships that are broken and like, you know, feeling like it's not worth it or maybe things have been lost that you thought you deserved or whatever it is. And, and this is the scripture. But this I call to mind. Yeah. Therefore, I have hope because of the Lord's great love. We're not consumed. So like mm -hmm. you could enter a doorway into a realm where God is in charge. Yeah. And, and, and holds you sacred and keeps you secure no matter everything could be falling around you and gratitude could mm -hmm. be to be that entry place into living a different way. It's, That's it's beautiful. profoundly beautiful. Just to give some context, some phrases that come before these verses. He has made me chew on gravel. He has rolled <laughs> me in dust. This is the verse right previous before 21. I will never forget this awful time as I <laughs> grieve this loss. And then he goes, yet I dare to remember. It's <laughs> yeah, like the audacity to hope, I know. you know? Yeah. So. That is so good for us to remember because how many times have we chewed on gravel, mm -hmm. been at the very lowest of the low, and for some of us have remained bitter yeah. Yeah. and angry and and that has manifested in some really bad ways in our own life mm -hmm. but they're saying wait a second i remember and you know, this i call is, to oh. mind which yeah. is the act of gratitude yeah, yeah. The, practice. the practice yeah. the, the practice, practice of gratitude, of gratitude. Yeah. call it to mind yeah. call what god has done who god is who you are who he says you are call those things to mind and you'll have hope yeah. that's what the scripture says oh i love that any last yeah. thoughts everybody's sort of like yes I think, convictions and you know, yeah. like dare to hope. It's like this sort of like stance. It's like I, I'm just going to like hold my ground and not allow the trappings and the devices and the agenda of the enemy to overtake me. I will dare to hope. It's such a brave yeah, stance. It is. It is a great it's, it's not an act of weakness. It takes yep. strength and bravery. And hope is the disruption to everything. Yeah. It's a disruption to depression. It's a disruption to all the agendas of, of sor sor uh, sorrow and mourning. Mm -hmm. And hope is yeah. just that light yeah. that pierces in the darkness. It's it's It feels very warfare to yeah, me. You know, like is. I will dare to hope in the midst of the darkness. Beautiful. Yeah. Lisa, that, any last thoughts? It's that which the enemy can't take away. I'm yeah. recalling to mind what Job said, though my flesh should be destroyed, yet with these eyes I will see my God. And you're like, <laughs> amen, whatever he's having, I want to have, because that's yeah. the strength that yeah. is 
that God promises to his believers, yeah. his children. Amazing. Yeah. Joe, any other last thoughts? Yeah, we come with nothing and yet we have been promised this amazing inheritance. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, what? So no matter our circumstance, we could be at death's door yeah. and yet we still dare to hope mm, because to of hope. this great inheritance mm. that we as children of God who deserve nothing. Yeah. But, but he has loved us yeah. and he gives this to us. Beautiful, well thank you. Thank you so much, all of you, for your thoughts. Danielle, thank you again. How can we reach you and, and connect with you on some of the great things you're doing? Yeah, daniellestrickland.com. Yeah, nice and easy, yeah. go there. <laughs> Cheryl, Lisa, Joanna, thank you again so much for your thoughts and I'm, I want that brave stance. Wow. You know, I think that's where yeah. we go. Thank you to Tyndale University College and Seminary and to our live student audience. <laughs> Thank you for being with us and letting us sort of like disrupt your classes and crash here in the courtyard of Tyndale. Thank you so much. And to our viewers and our listeners, we hope that this special Thanksgiving show encouraged you towards contentment, the doorway, right? Contentment as a doorway. And so if we can help you in any way, if we can encourage you, inspire you with our vlogs, blogs, um, our shows, go to seeherelove.com for all of that. And always remember, that you are seen, that you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.